really probably 100k um, 100k per hour uh, wind wow it was a really hard race probably uh, it, it, it should be uh, they should have canceled it at that moment but mm-hmm. uh, they just they just kept go uh, they just kept the runner going <laughs> but it was flooding everywhere it was massive rain it was really really hard condition Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Discover the inspiring stories of the average and not so average runners. And they're off. Ho, 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 how you doing? <laughs> Who are you calling ho? <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays, yes. It's coming up real soon. It sure is. Winter running is here, at least in our part of the world. <laughs> What's going on in your part of the world? <laughs> <laughs> you mean over here? Yeah, all the way over there. <laughs> well, working on some new things for 2022, which we're going to be announcing soon. Cool. That's keeping me busy. What are you doing? Well, I personally have registered for Western States for the eighth time. <laughs> But I never ran it, but registered eight times. It tells you a lot right there. Sure does. And come hell or high water, I will be at the start line next year. Even if it means you have to crawl. Yeah. I know I'll be crawling. Yeah, you will be. I'll cross the finish line. Yeah. But uh, let's finally get this thing done. Yes, so please, I can move, so, finally. So I can move on with my life. Oh, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I get to pick all the bucket races I ever, ever wanted to do. For the last eight years. Because you owe me big time. <laughs> yes, that's what's happening in my world. Yeah, exciting. Well, our world, of course. Mm-hmm. So who's on the podcast today? Sebastien Roulier, our Canadian-owned world record holder. And what has he done? Wow, what hasn't he done? <laughs> He's uh, represented Canada at the World trail championships he's participated at western states utmb he's set some records he's got many podiums he has a long extensive running career but just recently he broke a world record which we're going to talk about today in a moment so here is here's sebastian coming up welcome to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) thank you for receiving me (laughs) thanks for joining us sebastian There's a lot to talk about, obviously, because you have many, many, many running achievements, and we'll get to that. But first, how did you even begin running? I started running at 26 years old. Uh, Before that, I was a casual runner. Uh, uh, In in my early 20s, I, I went to Sherbrooke to study medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I got more in, in, into my study than, than running. But in, uh, at 27, uh, 26 years old, um, uh, I started running. Uh, my first race uh, with the bib was a marathon. Uh, and uh, I, I did that race because the year before, uh, it was in 2000. So mm-hmm. in 1999, I got a friend uh, who did a marathon. and. and that just is just at that moment that I realized that marathon was not only for elite runner, 
uh, I, I registered to that to a race. It was the Quebec City Marathon. Ah. Uh, I was running maybe 15K at that time. And uh, I found that the challenge to run a half marathon was not enough. So uh, <laughs> I just registered to a, a marathon, uh, which I did in three hours and 36 minutes. Uh, <laughs> when I finished that first marathon, I said to myself, never again it's just crazy people <laughs> who do these things <laughs> and five months later i was still uh, i was uh, uh, planning my other my second marathon <laughs> and, and that's where that's when i got hooked up to uh, to, to racing uh, initially it was more road racing mm -hmm. and in 2011 uh, i switched to trail uh, ultra trail and eventually uh, I, I did a bunch of things uh, since then <laughs> and uh, just kind of explore running with uh, uh, there's many things we can do, we can uh, find uh, in running. And, and I think I, I managed to uh, to try many things in running. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to your first marathon at 3.30, that's a pretty good time. And so, yeah. it, but you think that went bad for you? Uh, it was my first. I was, I was really uh, happy of my time. I was in the first third of the, the, the people who finished that day. I, I think I, I was ranking 300 or over a thousand people. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was really, uh, really happy of my time. Uh, but the second year when I, I dropped the, the, my time to, to three hours and eight minutes, I said to myself, oh, three hours might be a, a, a goal that I can <laughs> achieve. And uh, in 2006, Seven, I think, no, 2009, I dropped at, uh, an hour for my, my first uh, marathon. So my best time is two hours and 36 minutes uh, in marathon. So uh, slowly my time got down, uh, eventually uh, uh, got a uh, marathon around two hours and 45 minutes were easy in, 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 <laughs> back in that time. Now uh, getting older, it's been 20 years that I've been running. Uh, it, it's harder to uh, to be fast in marathon. Marathon is really a a, a race uh, from beginning to uh, to finish. Yes, uh, it, it's not. It's a long run, but it, it, for me, it's, uh, it's it's almost a sprint. <laughs> well, it's people like are running that really fast now, and uh, I, I can't uh, I, I can compete. Uh, like I was uh, in, back in, in my beginning, uh, the, the first years I, I started running. Well, when you hear about someone taking an hour off their marathon time, it's usually their first marathon was five hours and then they went to four hours. <laughs> to go from 3.36 to 2.36 is huge. I'm just, yeah, that must have been, you must have been very serious marathoner with serious training to get that in. not really as I, I, I was serious in my training yes but i don't think uh, a trainer uh, will be happy to hear that uh, i was running seven marathon a year uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so no it was just i was happy to run uh, i was doing a marathon every two three four weeks uh, and, and yes my the the, the the more marathon in the year I did was uh, about uh, around eight marathon, I think. Uh, the, wow. the, and that's when I switched to ultra marathon. And, and even with ultra marathons, I was able to run 10 races, uh, uh, ultra marathons in a year. So it's, uh, and that doesn't count all the challenges uh, that I'm uh, no bibs and it just, 
it's just crazy ideas I have and uh, I just went off and uh, in the trails usually and uh, just do many challenges uh, on right. top of that. Uh, so far, I have uh, 58 marathons uh, uh, that I did and 44 ultra, uh, 46 ultra marathons. Uh, my 50, the, the 58 ultra, uh, the 58 marathons were, were more in my in the first 10 years of uh, my 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 running career. Uh, after 2010, uh, I've been doing only one marathon a year, and it was Boston Marathon. Wow. Uh, and uh, I went to ultra marathon around two, uh, 2011. Uh, and since then, I, I did uh, so in 10 years almost, I, I did uh, uh, 46 ultra marathons. So <laughs> it's 80 ultra marathons from 80K to uh, Spartathlon, so 250, 250K. <laughs> What's the secret? You're obviously taking a magic pill that you're hiding from the rest of us. <laughs> I think I have. Probably a good genetics. Uh, not that my parents are good runners, but uh, uh, probably uh, uh, running just uh, got on my way, and I, I just kept going in in that uh, niche, that in that sport, and I just found myself really uh, good in it and happy to run uh, and to try many things. I recover really fast. Uh, mm. I can do an ultra marathon and and go running the next day. Uh, wow. So I don't recommend that to people. But uh, <laughs> for me, that's something my body is used to. Uh, my head is used to that too. Uh, and uh, I, I'm just happy to run and to cover <laughs> more than 6,000 uh, kilometers a year now. So let's talk about your 2011 first ultra was the Stone Cat 50. Is that right? Yeah, and how it did was, uh, how did that go? Yeah, it was in Ipswich, uh, Massachusetts. So uh, at that time, uh, I, I was still uh, running road races, ma mainly uh, marathons. And my think my thinking was, if I can cover an ultra race, so a, a distance longer than the marathon, probably I'll, I'll get better at marathons and improve <laughs> my time because the marathon will be easy. Uh, and uh, so I registered, uh, I, I, I was doing training of 50K, 70K. Uh, and eventually I, I told myself, maybe I can uh, register to a race. Uh, and, and instead of doing this alone, I'll be with a bunch of other people. So I, I just found a race that was runnable. That's what the, the website was telling. So I said, <laughs> oh, so if it's runnable, if it's runnable, then... Uh, it should be good. It's a, it will be not too far from road. <laughs> and uh, uh, that first race, uh, really, uh, all my senses were really uh, uplifted. Uh, I, I really liked to start at night. That was the first time I was running with a headlamp, uh, uh, running in, in a frozen uh, frozen uh, uh, river. Uh, <laughs> many things that happened that day really... Uh, uh, really uh, I really liked that and uh, that's the year when I started to switch from road to trail racing mm -hmm. and that uh, that race went really well because I finished uh, second in six hours and 45 minutes I think wow so I, I, I realized that I had a great potential in ultra uh, because that's a fast time for uh, 80k uh, 
in yes. less than seven hours. Uh, so uh, that that first race uh, was really uh, something that really changed my mind on, on running. So uh, <laughs> I just left the road and just went on trail. Uh, the next years that follows, uh, I, I mainly ran on trail. Uh, and uh, I only, like I said earlier, I, I only ran the Boston Marathon every year afterwards. Right. How, what did you find the difference between ultra runners or trail runners and road runners i think the uh the, there's more camaraderie in uh mm. in, in trail running uh road racing it's more perform uh, it's more for the performance uh yeah. while whilst in uh, trail running and just people are there to enjoy uh, the race there's people that want to go fast for sure uh, but there's something more, uh, and you're in nature, uh, uh, covering many, many miles uh, in the woods. Uh, just got back to uh, uh, something really in in, in yourself uh, uh, while you're in, on, on the in the trail. There's many distractions. That's good, I think, uh, more than on road, where you finally just get one. Uh, stride and uh, you just go and there's no uh, nothing to be aware of no <laughs> roots no uh, no rocks uh, but that's what I like in uh, in, uh, in trail running uh, there's uh, many challenges uh, and, and in ultras uh, there's many bunking and eventually <laughs> you know that why you're bunking in a marathon it's only because you don't have enough fuel uh, when you <laughs> cover many miles uh, in, in ultra trail uh, running uh, you know that you need to eat and that uh, that bunking will just go uh, go away after <laughs> and you don't have to worry about splits <laughs> No, no, uh, but that's something I think people are, uh, maybe people from road running might find difficult. It, it's uh, your watch, your, uh, uh, your, uh, your minute per kilometers. Uh, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't need that, but people who really need that, it's really hard for them to go off-road and uh, uh, to enjoy if they're really on a, uh, on a schedule, uh, uh, they'll find it hard and uh, it's really different uh, a road than and trail uh, the watch yeah you can it's important because but for me it's important just to know where I, the, the number of kilometers uh, uh, the elevation but uh, why when i'm running a, a trail uh, I, I don't look at my pace at all no <laughs> no just of running <laughs> <laughs> of course so you've um, represented Canada several times at the international trail championships. So it was France, Portugal, Qatar, Great Britain. What was it In like? Fact, it was not only trail. Uh, it was not only trail, uh, ultra trail racing. It was uh, uh, in uh, uh, in France in. Uh, Wales and in Portugal it was uh, ultra trail of about 80 kilometers uh, race mm -hmm. and in Qatar it was 100k road ah. and also in 2019 I went to Albi in France for 24 hours race uh, so oh. I, I think I'm the only Canadian who ran all the three ultras in, uh, uh, represent Canada in all the three ultras 
so I, I represented Canada five times uh, since 2013. That's incredible. How have you managed to stay under the radar so well? Your your name should be a household name in ultra running in Canada. <laughs> or is that intentional? Are you trying to keep a low profile? <laughs> Uh, in Quebec, in, in Quebec province, I think I'm a, a well-known runner. Uh, maybe n- not across Canada, but uh, it's okay. I'm uh, <laughs> uh, people tend to uh, to see me as some someone uh, humble, simple, uh, and, and I think that's the way I am. No, that's awesome. I was just teasing. <laughs> but how did it feel competing in Europe for the first time? Because as we know, the the Europeans have such a more appropriate place to train with all of their mountain ranges. Was it intimidating to be there on the start line, knowing that your competition was very well, well trained for the terrain that was facing you? Yeah, they, they, they probably had uh, uh, some, some, I would say some stride ahead of us, <laughs> of Canadian, <laughs> of me. Quebec, uh, but now I was so happy to be there uh, to represent Canada. Uh, uh, just to be part part of the field was really great. Uh, I know that uh, uh, the, the Europeans are really uh, focused on performance. Uh, uh, they they do uh, a lot of uh, uh, re, uh, 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 terrain. Uh, they, they go they go to seek and to try to uh, they, they train on the uh, on the course if they can. Uh, so they, they know all the sections of the race, uh, <laughs> which I can't. And uh, going uh, uh, taking airplanes for me, uh, uh, it's uh, with the jet lag. It's uh, sometimes I, I was most most of the, these races I was really tired uh, just getting there, but I was just happy to 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 race and to run uh, in these uh, in these environments. So I was just happy to be there, and I was just uh, I knew I was not a. a going to compete with the uh, with the podium for sure uh, uh just happy to to be there and to represent canada that's amazing that's quite an honor mm. <laughs> i also noticed that you did utmb and western states now i yeah. i'm going to be at western states next year Good. and i'm going to be at utmb in 2023 so i was wondering what advice can you give me <laughs> for both of these races <laughs> For UTMB, if you can acclimatate before, uh, if you can uh, arrive earlier uh, uh, and to just go in the mountain and just be, uh, uh, that your body be uh, uh, good in in a thousand or thousand and five hundred or maybe two thousand meter uh, above sea level, uh, I think uh, that's probably something that might help you. Uh, for me, that uh, was my downfall because I arrived, I think, uh, two days before the start, uh, was not acclimatized. Uh, the jet lag was really tired. Uh, so I, after six hours in the race, I was uh, already uh, uh, really off my time. I was planning, mm-hmm. no energy, uh, but I just managed to change my my goal and to keep uh, going and, and to uh, to finish that race, but it was really hard, but I was really happy to finish that race. Uh, it took me, I think, uh, 36 hours, which uh, was a long, a long day and a half, but uh, uh, I really enjoyed doing that, uh, that race. Uh, even so 
for um, Western states. Uh, <laughs> there's a, I, I don't like to run and eat, but in Western states, you'll have to, uh, to maybe do some training uh, in the sauna <laughs> because <laughs> in the canyon, 50 degrees, it's really hot. Uh, that's where you lose your energy. Uh, so just uh, if you can uh, uh, do some session uh, really in the heat, uh, uh, that's something that might help you because uh, uh, when I, the, the year I was there in 2017, uh, it was really uh, it was one of one of their hottest year and uh, people was were just stopping because they had no energy uh, each stroke uh, it was really hard for many runner uh, and eventually that that these canyons are more in the beginning of the race so when you when you arrive in the in the later stage of the race then you have no energy <laughs> can't keep the pace it's really hard uh, but uh, it's probably uh, that yeah this uh, these uh, this uh, suggestion I have for you. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to go back to Western or UTMB one day? Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing so far, give us a like and follow our social media: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find all that at GottaRunRacing.com. Have you checked out our virtual series yet? We run the North. Celebrating Canada's national parks features a total of 13 10-kilometer challenges, one for each province and territory. How many national parks can you name? Well, there's Algonquin, and then there's Banff, and then that's it? Anyways, medals that connect, license plate-style bibs, and cool swag can be yours. Visit GottaRunRacing.com for more details. Now, back to the show. Or you're done. Maybe uh, I I think I I crossed these uh, on my bucket list. Uh, the the next one I would like to do more is the um, uh, Grand Red de la Réunion, uh, La Diagonale des Fous, uh, which is a, a, a an ultra marathon I would like to do uh, eventually. Um, I'm not. Uh, it's it's no it's no longer on my list to redo the uh, UTMB and the. Uh, uh, and Western state, but if it happened, if I can one one day, maybe I'll try again. But we'll see. It's not on my fault. It's not. Uh, I'm not focusing on these races now. <laughs> now you've done the Vermont 100 four times. So what kept you going back to that particular event? I did a lot of races near where I live in Sherbrooke. So uh, Vermont is uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. So it's all the eastern, uh, 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 the eastern states. So uh, that's that's why the 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 uh, in, back in that time when I did my first uh, uh, Vermont 100, it was in 2013. Mm. Uh, there was not a lot of uh, hundred milers on the uh, on the east coast and in Quebec. Uh, I think it started in 2015. So uh, just to try this this distance, uh, not too far from home. That's why I chose uh, to go to the Vermont 100. Right. Uh, and it was a great organization. I really liked the course. It, because of my background as a road runner, and there's plenty of uh, of uh, a section where you're not on the road but on dirt road. So mm. uh, it, it, I, I was comfortable running this uh, this race. Uh, and that's why I, I enjoyed and keep going uh, year after year, uh, four times. Uh, and that's one of these uh, 
this race. I, I did my best 100 miler in uh, 15 hours and 42 minutes. Wow. So I'm uh, pretty glad of that. Uh, 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 yeah, it was really a great, a good race. Uh, I'd like to repeat it one time for sure. Yeah, very yeah. good. <laughs> and then you went longer than the 100 miler at uh, the Spartathlon. Was that your first time going beyond the 100 miler? Um, I, just to get prepared for the Spartathlon, that's where I did uh, in the summer of 2018. I, I like I said, I was mostly running on uh, on trail, but Spartathlon was uh, in my uh, in my <laughs> on my on my schedule. So in 2018, I started again to go more on the road, and I did my first 24-hour race, mm-hmm. uh, which was on a loop in Gatineau uh, at uh, the Srichenmoy uh, in uh, Srichenmoy, Ottawa, but it was in Gatineau, right. uh, and uh, it was a, a 24-hour race where you have to cover uh, the longest distance, uh, and uh, I covered 220k. So that's uh, where I, I, I went more than 100 miler <laughs> and that 220k that's that race that brought me to Albi in 2019 mm. uh, which was not on my plan to go uh, uh, to represent Canada uh, but uh, just that race just brought me uh, the confidence to get to the Spartathlon and also to Albi in 2019 uh, so I, I just managed to increase the mileage uh, slowly uh, and uh, to be really prepared to uh, to the Spartathlon in 2018. And like uh, the, the the suggestion I, I told you about um, uh, Western States, I knew that in uh, in Athens, in Greece, I, it, it should be hot. <laughs> Usually it's really, uh, it's really a warm temperature, mm-hmm. uh, 40 degrees, uh, and it's a long distance, and it's 250K. Right. Uh, but that year, uh, so so I managed. I, I I did some training in the sauna. Uh, was really uh, ready to do that race. Uh, <laughs> but if, what happened eventually is just we had a great temperature around eighteen degree, twenty oh, wow. degree Celsius. So it was really a great temperature to run. Uh, but uh, the second day, so it started on uh, the Friday. Uh, at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, it we got rain most of the day, but a uh, little rain, not too much. Uh, in the night in the mountain, uh, it was uh, really, uh, it was uh, really uh, uh, showers, good, great rain <laughs> uh, overnight. <laughs> and, and I knew it, it was coming. Uh, and I thought that was, uh, will be finished in the morning and that's it. But right. uh, at nine o'clock in the morning, it got heavier, heavier oh. rain. Uh, a cyclone, uh, just in a kind of hurricane in the Mediterranean Sea, uh, just hit uh, at, at uh, Greece, uh, and all the, the the winds, the rain, uh, just got into the uh, uh, into the where we were. Uh, even if we were not close to the sea, uh, it, it really probably 100k. Um, 100k per hour uh, wind wow. it was a really hard race probably uh, it, it, it should be uh, they, they should have uh, canceled it at that moment but mm-hmm. uh, they just they just kept go uh, they just kept the runner going <laughs> but it was flooding everywhere uh, it was massive rain it was really really hard condition 
And on top of that, it was harder for me because five days before the start, mm-hmm. it was the Sunday before or five, six days before I did a marathon. Uh, I of did, course. Uh, of course, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I did the, uh, the, uh, the Montreal marathon, uh, but why I, I had it that race, uh, knowing I was running Spartathlon a few days after, yeah. uh, it's because yeah. it was a shared run. So, uh, my, uh, a, a person I was I pushed in uh, in in spring that year in 2018 in Levy in Quebec. Uh, we did an half marathon. I was pushing a, a person with uh, cerebral palsy, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. she really liked uh, running. Uh, uh, she really liked the 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 sensation of, uh, of the wind and the the, mm-hmm. uh, the the speed of running too. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we got the uh, Guinness world record with the half marathon with the half marathon in 2018 in spring okay. 2018 yeah and eventually yeah. during the summer she told me that she wanted to run a marathon uh so uh, I couldn't say no <laughs> uh, I wanted I wanted to do it yeah uh, and uh, the Montreal marathon was the marathon she wanted to do right. uh, and uh, right. because it is uh, uh grandfather uh, was uh, has already run that marathon he he was dead but she she wanted to run on the same course as uh, as him Uh, and for that day she uh, she uh, she never walked she never ran uh, but she bought new shoes Uh, it was really special for her to run the marathon and uh, I pushed her uh, with another Guinness world record in three hours and one minute Uh, but uh, I, I knew that it would have an impact on my Spartathlon a few days after, and it was really hard. I, I had uh, uh, I had uh, sore legs for sure, uh, but uh, yeah, I was just happy to to run to run this uh, the race for Marie Michelle. Uh, she really liked it, and and that race brought us to Boston Marathon uh, in 2019. Uh, I ran this uh, the Boston Marathon with her, oh, wow. uh, and back in Spartathlon. But yeah, I knew I knew that uh, might uh, might uh, for sure it impeded my my uh, uh, my race. It has uh, I had sore legs from the beginning, uh, <laughs> really, uh, pain in my legs from the first K. Uh, but I just kept going. It was hard uh, and harder with the, uh, the the condition that we had that day. Uh, in uh, in Athens and from Athens to Sparta, uh, but I, I managed to finish and was just happy to finish it, being the first Quebecer to finish that race. <laughs> wow! What was your time there, Sebastian? Thirty-three hours forty-five minutes. So there must have been a yeah. lot of people that dropped out based on those conditions. I would say. Yeah, that was exactly. I was. Uh, yeah, but usually the. There, there's a lot of people dropping because of the eve, mm. but even with the, the, these conditions, half of the field dropped uh, from uh, from the race. So, uh, wow. and they were not able to uh, to keep the the uh, the, uh, the cutoff from eight station to eight station, or uh, uh, because of the condition, they got hypothermia. Uh, mm. So it was really way different condition than usual. <laughs> right. Let's just recap here. So you, you, yeah. you achieved a world record in the half marathon. Pushing a wheelchair. Yeah, pushing yeah. a wheelchair. And then in the marathon, pushing a wheelchair. Did you yeah. know that there was records out there for this type of sport? Initially, no. Uh, when I ran my 
my first uh, the, the first race with Marie Michelle, the half marathon. Uh, I didn't know about it. Uh, I just looked afterwards and I saw that my time uh, was better than the, the the time registered in the Guinness World Record website. So I just I had enough proof and I just sent them and uh, I got the record. But after that, I looked at the record be achievable. Uh, so I knew that the the um, the marathon, which was at that time three hours and 35 minutes, Ooh. I knew it was manageable. So I did three hours and one minute. So for sure, uh, <laughs> I, I really dropped the, the time. But since then, now I think it's two hours and 52. Uh, so since then, it's got, it got brought down. Uh, I knew there was another uh, another um, category that I wanted to to, to aim for the, the Guinness World Record, with what, which was the 24-hour uh, the race pushing people, alternating people uh, and pushing them and covering the more uh, kilometers uh, in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. uh, but before doing that, uh, in, in 2020, I had it, uh, a category. I, I, I wrote to uh, Guinness World Record and I, and I wanted to add the 100K distance because there were no in-between between the marathon and 24 hours. I, mm -hmm. I thought that maybe to have 100K what might be a, a, good, a good distance. Uh, so I had the distance, uh, the 100K, and I was the first to uh, uh, to register or to, to to put my time on. So that's uh, presently the, uh, the Guinness World Record 100K. I, ha I have it with uh, Samuel Caniran. Uh, he's uh, having the uh, Friedrich uh, Ataxia, and uh, he was my uh, partner for uh, for that day, 13 hours. Uh, running and uh, it was only uh, for, for that category what's uh, different from uh, the 24 hours it's uh, with only one person in the chair so during all that the 13 hours I was only with that with him uh, and so their special needs for uh, these people so we had to stop many times uh, we had 10 hours of running and three hours of uh, uh, where we have to uh, to for him for for me to 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 eat but for him right. to uh, to uh, to stretch uh, so uh, uh, th that's where it's also the challenge to do it with one person uh, uh, only so that 100k uh, was in 2020 and uh, this year uh, I did a 24 hour uh, ray or run 24 hour run uh, covering the more uh, the longest distance uh, and uh, I had 15 passengers uh, during that day uh, they got the alternate they were alter alternating I had a bunch of volunteers who were there to uh, for me I had two chairs so uh, they, they, they were preparing the next one to be pushed and uh, I was just leaving the the, the one where I was pushing before uh, so I, I was doing uh, this on a 3.5k loop Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, managed to cover 185.5 kilometers. Uh, the the previous record was 161 kilometers. Mm -hmm. So, uh, wow. uh, and I, I know I know with uh, the good person in the in the chair because I had a heavy person. I had uh, someone who was weighing with the chair probably 300 pounds. Uh, I'm only 140 pounds, so <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I know that uh, I might cover 200k probably. Uh, that's something I would like to uh, to try again next year. I got I got some questions and, about this sport. <laughs> I have some questions. I wonder what is the rules because I remember oh, yeah. I remember when I was pushing um, my friend's two year old. 
in, during training. And when we're going down a hill, I would just jump on the stroller and just go down the hill. Can you, can you jump on the stroller or do you have to, or your feet have to keep on the ground? Is there rules this way? Uh, yeah, you need to, uh, to keep your feet on the ground. Uh, what's interesting with uh, when you push uh, a wheelchair is that uh, in downhill, you can overstride, uh, but you, you can push, put your weight on, on the, uh, and with uh, the brake, you can manage to really uh, uh, reduce the impact when you overstride right. uh, where it's harder for sure it's uh, uphill for sure <laughs> uh, but usually in road uh, races it's an it's it, it, there's not a lot of, uh, of uphills right. uh, and on right. the flat once you get your uh, uh, your swing then uh, you just you can run uh, uh, really easily but you still have to have a hand on it and to to run but uh, it keeps your form your posture really good I think for me I, I found it it's a it's a good way to train uh, because you really keep your your uh, your your body up straight uh, like you need to run uh, like you need to put your to be when you run uh, right so uh, when you're tired you still need to be upright so that's that's a, that's a good form uh, so that you, you can keep when you run. So one hand has to always be on the chair. The chair. You cannot just let it go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think it's a rule. No, I don't think it's a rule to have one hand uh, because you need you can change. Uh, sometimes you you just can't push it a little bit just to to really relax your upper body. Uh, but no one else must put a hand on it so mm, okay. uh, you, you should be the only one to push and you don't you shouldn't have any help from other people so uh, that's that's the one of the rule and what about sorry what about the uh, the one you just did where you had multiple um people in wheelchairs what's the strategy there because they're all different weights so you know you're pushing a you said a 300 pound weight one time and then the next one could be half the weight so that that changes your gait and that changes everything. Yeah. So by the end of that 24 hours, uh, uh, the, the the person I was pushing, uh, uh, there were a lot of people around. So I, I knew that even if they were on my list, someone else might be able to push someone. Uh, someone. Uh, so I, I, I was keeping in the chair the person that weigh less. <laughs> Uh, and I know now that for the next challenge I'll do, the 24 hour, next 24 hour uh, uh, pushing wheelchair, uh, I'll try to have a person that weigh uh, not a two, 250 pounds per se. <laughs> well, at least not at the end. You gotta put no, it the not at the end, not at the end. <laughs> <laughs> what, would the, what about the minimum weight? Because I'm just curious about the rules of Guinness of when they come to you and say, okay, well, did you do this? Did you do that? Like. Does, did Guinness have any specific yeah, the Guinness, specifications about not about weight, uh, but usually about age? Uh, I think it's 16 years old and above. Okay. Uh, and uh, for the marathon and uh, for the 100K uh, and half marathon, uh, it need to be uh, the, the person need to have a, dis a disability. So uh, a disease a handicap uh, that uh, that's that's well known uh, so far my uh, my uh, 24 hour attempt 
I'm, I had people with some sort of disability, uh, blind people, uh, I had people with uh, neuromuscular disease, uh, cerebral right. palsy, mm -hmm. uh, but they were all uh, 16 years old, 18 years old and above. So that's one of their rules too. And how awesome that they're able to share that experience with you because that they're not able to do it themselves. So that's, that's really wonderful for you to give them that opportunity. Yeah. And, and to share, uh, to share the, my passion of running with them. Uh, it, it, it's not just them that benefit from it. I benefit from, from, from their presence too. Uh, so that's uh, really both of us are uh, having a time together, sharing a time. Uh, I'm just offering my legs when I do that. <laughs> and for sure, I can complain when I'm running with them uh, or even I, I think when I'm running uh, solo alone uh, because they have probably many, many challenges. Uh, they mm -hmm. had to face many challenges in their lives, uh, which we don't usually have uh, as a runner uh, with uh, two uh, two legs running well yes. uh, so uh, yeah i think that's uh, that bring a perspective of what's running it can be for me uh, and uh, yeah i think it to have them on my on my path uh, it's, it's just uh, it's just good for me as, as a runner as a whole that's amazing that's amazing so what would be next on your bucket list Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing so far, give us a like and follow our social media. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find all that at gotterunracing.com. Did you know the monarch butterfly is the ultra runner of the insect world? Covering over 4,000 kilometers every year during their migration from Mexico to Canada. Is that what they mean when they say the butterfly effect? That was a weird movie. We've launched the Monarch Ultra Virtual 10K. You can run, walk, hike, bike, or flap your wings virtually anytime, any place. You'll receive a beautiful two-sided medal featuring a stunning Monarch, as well as a custom neck gaiter, all while supporting Camp Kawartha and Peterborough. Our goal is to have 430 participants across North America, each completing 10K, representing the collective distance of the Monarch's migration. Sprint to GottaRunRacing.com for more details. Now, back to the show. Like I said earlier, so the Grand Red, la, the Grand Red la Réunion is on my list. Uh, to repeat that 24-hour uh, for sure is on my list. Mm -hmm. uh, so a shared run, uh, 24 hours shared run. Um, I don't have something specific now on my list. I, I know that from the beginning of my... Uh, when I started ultra marathon, uh, there was a race that uh, I, I looked the video and really got me into really got really interesting for me. It's a multi-stage day in Wales. Mm. Uh, it's uh, the, the dragon's back. Uh, mm. it's five nice. six days. It sounds nice. Hundred and twenty <laughs> kilometers, and that's really sound nice. Uh, it's uh, there's checkpoints, so there's a little bit of orienting in it. So mm. uh, it's something I've got in my mind since since the beginning. Uh, will I do it? I don't know. Uh, and, and I don't have other races specific on my, my list. Uh, I'll be doing with my girlfriend Bryce Canyon Ultra uh, in uh, in next next May. Uh, otherwise, I don't have a, a other races on, on this list, and we'll see 
where the path will bring me and, and which races will be on eventually. Uh, I think with uh, COVID-19, I was able to run without bibs uh, and, and that's 2020 was my biggest year. Uh, uh, I covered 7,000 kilometers mm -hmm. in that year. Uh, so I'm just enjoying running bibs or no bibs uh, and uh, we'll see what brings me uh, what will be on my path the uh, next years and the years after well you can you can ask for norm's advice for bryce because he's <laughs> run bryce <laughs> oh yeah okay you did it yeah. <laughs> so what, very, is, uh, what is your advice <laughs> it's very hot as well it was a hundred and it was over 100 degrees Oh. When I did, when I did, Bryce. So you need to prepare. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But gorgeous view. Have you done gorgeous. the hundred miler? I did the fifty miler, and that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was passing people on the trail, and they had intravenous lines in them by medical because they just passed out at the very end <laughs> okay i'll be careful <laughs> be careful be careful now you said you're gonna run that with your girlfriend is that right yeah are you going but to run ru with her or is she, are you running she'll your be own run race? now yeah she'll be running the 50 miler and i'll be running the 100 miler ah, okay okay so is she new to running or has she been running a long time she uh, she's been running for five years now and uh our path uh, uh just interested together uh she she went she she came to one of my challenge uh, last year and that's where uh everything started oh, <laughs> i was wow. doing a race i, I was doing a run uh, it was a for a, a food bank to uh, to raise money uh, so I was covering uh, a distance in Eastern Township here, uh, 300 kilometers. Uh, with a, it was a, a, a course that had the, sh the shape of a heart. Uh, yeah. It was uh, for, uh, I, I called the event Avançons tout sans coeur. Uh, it was for Moisson Estrie, which is, is a food bank. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's uh, where she came. I, I did that, uh, that, that run over 50 hours uh, for 305 kilometers uh, and eventually I did uh, something worse I can say uh, <laughs> I did 430 425 kilometers in three and a half days again to raise money uh, but since that first uh, run in May 2020 that's where we met together and uh, since then we uh, uh, we have covered many miles together uh, uh, not a lot of races because it just started this year that we uh, were able to to run with bibs but uh, we did a lot of pass packing together mm. and uh, uh, discovered many uh, many uh, uh, trails to, uh, all together. well that's that's the perfect way and how to get to know somebody is when they pace you in a race <laughs> especially through the night so <laughs> the fact that you guys run together is uh, awesome <laughs> Good match. <laughs> yeah, another, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> another question that, that you are a doctor, yes? Yeah. And I was wondering, what does your doctor think about all your running? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't have a, a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but I'm sure uh, I, I am sure you will say uh, that's too much. Uh, but again, uh, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Uh, I know that I would I would not recommend what I'm doing. Uh, the many miles I'm doing. Uh, I think I have a genetics for it. I have a mind for it. Uh, I'm prepared to do to do it. I'm prepared uh, to uh, slow down if I have to. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think uh, I, I have a good good ability in, in that uh, in, in ultra racing, and that's why I'm still enjoying it 20 years after. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not as fast as I was before, and I I know it's part of uh, me getting older. Uh, <laughs> I'm 47, uh, not too old, but it's still, I, I, I wouldn't be able to run two, two hours and 36 hours marathon for sure. Uh, I know it's part of the deal and I, I know when to, uh, to relax. I know when I, I just need to cover five kilometers uh, uh, and not having a, a, a scheduled by a trainer. Uh, I think that probably what, something that helped me a lot because I'm running when I have time. I'm running when I feel it. Yes. Uh, if I want yeah. to do double run in a day, I will do it uh, if I have time. Uh, so I think the best thing you could have said is when Norm said, what does your doctor think? Well, I don't have a doctor. So that, <laughs> that says it all. Clearly, you're doing something right. Exactly. You're 47 and you don't have a doctor <laughs> and you're a doctor. So we're, we're, we're doing OK. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us, Sebastian. It was fascinating to hear about the your journey, your journey, <laughs> your challenges, your shared runs, which is just incredible. Um, and, and we're going to start following you because you're doing incredible things. And I think Canada needs to know. I know you're humble and you're a quiet person, but <laughs> you've had so many amazing achievements. So congratulations to you. <laughs> Uh, I really enjoy being with you uh, for that uh, that podcast. Thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks for receiving me. <laughs> we have one last thing that we do at the end of our podcast, where we ask you some fun questions, and you just answer okay. first questions. Okay, let's start off easy here. What's another sport you'd like to excel in? Bike, biking. Ah, okay, all right. What's your favorite extra topping on poutine? The brown sauce. <laughs> <laughs> the gravy. The brown sauce. Yeah, yeah. it's not gravy. <laughs> it's not gravy. No, it's gravy, brown yeah. sauce. <laughs> 80s or 90s music? Oh, uh, I would say 80s. 80s. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite type of vacation? Uh, with a, a plan run, plan race. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. For, for me, vacation implies to go running. <laughs> no sitting on the beach for you. <laughs> What's your favorite curse word en français? Ah, oh, okay. yeah, en yeah, français. yeah. En français, oui. Uh, uh, tabarnak, oui. <laughs> The French have and the sometime, best. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, sometimes when uh, when I hit uh, roots or rocks, uh, it might be a, a callus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. oh, you get the callus in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what is one food that you could eat for a week straight? Spaghetti. All right. <laughs> carbs, right? You need the carbs. <laughs> yeah. And one last question. Pick a superpower. Oh, I, I don't want superpower. <laughs> <laughs> no? I don't know. No, I don't. Uh, I think I, I, I'm good with uh, my power of running. <laughs> yeah, I would consider that a superpower. Yeah. So good answer. You already have a superpower. You already have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you so much. Merci beaucoup. Yeah, you're welcome. We're going to be we're going to be watching. Thanks. For, you. thanks uh, uh, I really enjoyed being with you. <laughs> we're going to follow you. Follow you at price and see how you did. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much. Have a great evening. Have a great evening. You okay. too. Thanks. Okay. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you go, Sebastian. Yeah, what an incredible. Like I feel we've been hiding under a rock or something because <laughs> how do we not know this guy's name? He's done so much. Well, he represented Canada several times. He has. Yeah. Absolutely. But he's humble. Very humble. He's done great things, not just for Canada, representing Canada, but also what he did for the world records that he has. Yes, the shared runs. Incredible. Yeah. Very admirable of him to do that, for mm -hmm, sure. Mm -hmm. And clearly he does have a superpower because <laughs> running 7,000, I was trying to do the math there, 7,000 kilometers in a year. Someone will do the math yeah. faster than me, but that's a lot of kilometers. It is. It yeah. is. And he's... Obviously, genetically <laughs> gifted, gifted, <laughs> and he's not going to slow down anytime soon. No, so so I can't wait to constantly see what's going on with his career. That's right. Yeah, awesome. interesting, cool. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to hear the condensed version of this podcast, check it out on our YouTube channel. Gotta run racing, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Ooh, that was quite the marathon. Thanks for listening to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Please visit us at gotarunracing.com for more information on our events or simply drop us an email at gotarunracing at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel to stream the video version of this episode. Oh, and if you like my voice, check me out at tylerherchuk.ca. T-Y-L-E-R-H-Y-R-C-H-U-K. Gotta run!